Charlene. How are you? Good. How are you doing? It has been a long time since we have had one of our episodes. That's true. But you know what? Two minds today. It's fresh any day. So I'm excited that we're back. Absolutely. Welcome back to Two Minds. Today was the pod where Hillette and I give our take on how to get ahead in your professional career. And we are so excited to be back with everyone. It's uh, It's been nice, even though we were on hiatus, seeing that people are still listening um, and uh, and getting to know us a little bit. Absolutely. And we're so excited. What we're going to be doing from here on is we're going to be going live on Sunday evenings. And the purpose of that is for those of you who like to get ready for the week, you know, you'll you'll get a little tidbit of advice on your professional week starting Sunday nights. And if not, like you'll see it Monday morning in your streams just to, you know, a little bit of something to get you going. Exactly. And we really were thinking about this whole idea for today of going live and there's so much tech accessible and what makes sense at this point, right? Like I I will fully confess, I my entire TikTok is covered in um, AI, chat GPT, and we'll go over all of that if anyone is totally new to that. But it, it really feels like every day there's a new technology. So we thought we would kind of break down our thoughts of, is it important to stay active and involved and, and know what's going on and at what level? Absolutely. So is it important, right? I think that the older you are sometimes, the less you think it's important because you've been on this planet for such a long time, things are working, and maybe you have a job or a profession and you're bringing in money and you don't really need to know what the latest gadget is. And as a matter of fact, it just seems like a little gimmick while you already have it all and it's, and it's working for you fine. So I think that sometimes the older you are, it's easier to fall into the trap of thinking that you don't really need to be up to date. What do you I think about that? Yeah, I, um, so it's funny because I feel like I had a drop off. I've always been moderately tech and, and I'll super age myself and like when the first home computer came in and, and exploring and figuring that out. And I, so I've always been fairly interested in technology and then there gets to be certain apps and things like that where I'm like, no, like I got to let this one pass by, right? So for me, it was Instagram. Um, I like, I have a Twitter account. I have an Instagram account. I don't use it unless somebody says, can you, you know, follow me or message me or be here on this specific thing. But so I sort of skipped over Instagram and then I, but, and then TikTok, I was like, no, no, no. Um, and then I, then I joined TikTok. Um, and so it, it's really interesting for me to reflect on what technologies have I said, I'm going to, not that I'm going to sit it out. And maybe that's the clarifying point, right? It's not like I sit it out and I'm like, Instagram doesn't exist in my world. It's that we choose different technologies that we're all in on versus ones that, that are around us. And that really depends on our field, right? If I was still in marketing, there's no way I could have sat out Instagram. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned fields because I do think that has a lot to do with it. And if you are, for example, someone who is working with their hands and is a botanist and is out in the field, you might not need all of this tech. And you may have purposely chosen certain professions. Let's say you're working with, with younger nursery school age kids or families, or there's so many professions out there that you don't need to be on the cutting edge of tech. And maybe I'll amend what I said at first, 
maybe it has nothing to do with age, but it has to do with your desire and interest and capacity to learn new tech. And that really defines whether you're going to be in it or not. So speaking to me in this moment, right, of of just the fields you, you've you mentioned, right? Agriculture is a huge one where technology is totally, inv- like it, it's a field where you think technology is not a part of it, but it is so ingrained, especially with water and irrigation. And so I, I think what's the most important is finding out and becoming an expert in the tech that is related to your work, right? So you may not know how to, um, uh, do a database management system, but you are fully integrated in the irrigation system, right? So it's tech is such this broad word where we can't possibly be experts at every single technology, and we shouldn't be, and every single technology exists. But I, I think what I am looping really around to is how do I get to know enough to stay current? in my role, in my job, in my place in society, because you don't want things to pass you by, right? I know, uh, Hala, you wrote an article on ChatGPT. So do you want to like high yes. level? <laughs> right, so high level, actually, I was thinking about ChatGPT as you were saying this. So ChatGPT, for those of you who haven't given it a shot yet, it's just, an, it's a different kind of search engine, right? Just like you go on Google and you search stuff out, ChatGPT, it's just a much higher power, uh, search engine, you can ask it complicated questions and ask it to draw conclusions for you and ask multi-step th- You could say, hey, ChatGBT, I'm going to upload this document. I just want you to think about, you know, just hold it for a second. Don't summarize it until I give you some more information. Yes. And then you'll some, right? And so when you talk about in certain professions, you need to know the tech for your profession, but not necessarily other things. My question becomes, are there certain techs that you that we really can't get around not knowing. Like chat GBT, yeah. is it, so, it going to so be impossible say, to avoid? Right. So ChatGPT is like one flavor of, right? Like we call Kleenex um, all tissue. And and we do that with tons of brands, cola, soda. So ChatGPT is one artificial intelligent piece that is predictive text indicator. It All it does is predicts one word at a time. And to get to um, how how Helix might like this complicated algorithm of notes, once you get past that one word at a time. And... um, and I th- what it is, so here's, there's been so much going around about this because it, people are like, is it plagiarism? It's not plagiarism, right? It's not been written before. It's just written by artificial intelligence. And I know, and I like Google is coming up with one and ChatGPT is integrating and there's playground and we can go on and follow much more tech savvy people um, than, than me <laughs> um, if you want to really get into it. But there's some super cool stuff you can do. And, and what I think is, it's really going to become this AI predictive text is is like your first level, right? I use it a lot of times for a first draft of something or as a, hey, give me like the top five titles to call something, right? Yeah. Give me, you know, I we we do um, every week we do I do a different um, program and there's themes to each program and and we start with a song. It's 30 seconds. And but I like to start with a song. So I'm like, hey, give me five options for a song to start with on this theme. And then I pick, right? So I think it's what what's really important is that you take the AI and you take any text and you're layering it. You're coming into it not as a base level, right? My um, 10-year-old could ask ChatGPT to write it a five-paragraph essay on the giver. And many 
fourth graders across the country are doing just that. And honestly, it produced pretty good results. We did it for um, my son and he's like, wow, this is like really close to what I wrote. And so it's not like you can't do it. Um, you can, but then the question is, okay, well, what's the layer? How are you getting better and stronger? And how are you using this to make you better and stronger and not use this to make you, okay, I did it and check a box. Right. Um, I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't I, with respect to this predictive tech of, of the new search engines, I don't, this is the future, right? So that we can't, we can't get around. And, and I don't think it's wrong. It's you, we are just going to have to adapt to work with it. And if you are not doing it, you are going to fall behind in whatever your work right. is. You're going to fall behind because someone like Charlene will have in, in two <laughs> seconds figured out the top five songs, you know, and picked it. And you sat here for a half an hour to see which song I should do. So you do need to use it. I do think that I, but to your point of how do you know which check to dive into yeah. and to figure out, I think that's a little trickier. A lot of people, for example, stayed out of Facebook for a long time who mm. back in the day. And over time, Facebook became so ubiquitous that you couldn't stay out of it because that's how you connected to, to lots of different websites online. It just made it easier for you to navigate right. and go from thing to... So you had no choice but to be connected to it. So I think sometimes you can hold back a little bit, but ultimately you do have to come in. But to our big question of the day of, you know, do how important is it really to hold on, learn the next new tech? You like tech. So I would, what's you? I, I think so, I can guess what you have to say as a tech actually, lover. But. It's funny. I'm actually not an early adopter. I know when iPhones came out, there was all those studies which um, where it was like, this amount of people are the early adopters, right? They're going to try everything no matter what it is. Then there's the next wave of people. That's probably where I sit, where I'm like, oh, I'm going to let you buy the $1,000 iPhone. I'm going to wait and check it out and see what happens and see how it goes. Okay, then I'm going to try it, right? Especially for me when it involves like a financial commitment versus something like ChatGPT, which was OpenAI, which was free, um, I'm more, I am much more likely to dive into free stuff versus paid stuff more quickly. Um, and then there's like, you know, that midsection where most people, and then eventually it's like the late people who all the other phones, all the flip phones are back, but all the other options are gone. Um, what can we do? And I, I think that what, I think for your profession, the most important part is one, to be aware of it right? You need to know what your employees are doing and knowing and, and pretending it doesn't exist or um, is not going to help anybody. So, I, you know, so being aware of what's out there, I, I equate this to Excel, right? I feel like there's so much I do not know, but I know it can be done. And I, whenever I try and use Excel, which now you can connect Excel and ChatGPT, and that's like a whole nother level, which one day I will explore, uh, or I think it's Google Sheets. But it's it's being aware of what is there and then knowing who and how to access it if you need it, right? It doesn't mean you need to be the expert on it. Somebody you know needs to be the expert on it. That's my opinion. I think that is true. And to get to that point, I do think a lot of people need to overcome their fear. I think there's a huge fear factor when it comes to new tech, not just in the preliminary oh, can I learn this, right? So many of us have a lot of insecurities about our intelligence and ability to understand stuff. And we're like, oh, thank God we're done with school. I don't ever have to do that again, right? And then here you are, oh, shoot, I got to learn this. I, I thought I'd, you know, now I got to learn something new. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to fail. I failed every test. You know? So I think there's like a fear factor of learning something new. That's one big hump to get over. 
but to your advice, which I think is really good, is that even if you have that fear factor, at least have the wherewithal to accept what you don't know and go to somebody else who knows it, right? Like wise is the man who knows what they don't know and, and knows where to go to get it. Like I think, yeah. so even if you are afraid, it's okay. Um, I do think though, just as a human being, you know, a value of each person should have is we should try and overcome our fears and we should try and learn and grow. I think that's a nice thing to do, but but it's hard for some people, especially I, with tech. It's it's a little bit scarier than, oh, try this new restaurant or some new food. Yeah. Tech, it's like reminds you, I think it reminds me of school, sitting behind a computer, typing stuff out. It brings out a lot of insecurities, I think. I think the, uh, the essence is we are in a society right now where there's so much information and we don't know who to trust and where to trust it. Right. Like it is the data. I mean, just think of your streaming services. I have like 700 and still nothing to watch. Right. But the amount of content available in, in all of these facets is insane. And you, you're, as Jen, you said, is, is a lot. And it's about, how do you filter? How do you find the people you trust, right? Because I, like I can tell you, you can look up any of these things and you're going to be find people that are like, go left and go right on the same sure. tech, on the same data, on the same everything. So I, I think it's it's sourcing for yourself. It's also thinking about what you want to take with and what you want to leave behind, right? We, we just, we're coming to the end of our podcast and we shared a couple of things. And if you are like, yes, I want to take that piece with me or no, I want to leave that behind. Great. You should do that. We should always be listening to everything with a critical ear and thinking about what resonates for me and what will work for me. And I would add to that don't worry, have no regrets. If you try something and it doesn't work, it's okay. Next time, try something else. You know, it's a long enough life. We all make mistakes. And I do think that in this age, there is a lot of forgiveness because it is coming at us so quickly. I think that there is a lot more understanding if people aren't at at the top of their game. Um, So if you admit it and acknowledge it and say, okay, I did this, that was the wrong path. Now I'm going to try another route. That's okay. Yeah. I, I am a person that likes to iterate. I like to put it out there, try fast and furious and, and okay, this worked, this didn't work. Let's do it again really quick. Right. And I, knowing who your, who your partners are and, and partners in a larger sense, like who are you working with, knowing how they operate is going to help know if that is something you can do too. Right. You may have bosses that are like, you got to get this right the first time. And, and then you have to try your practicing somewhere else. Or you may have a whole team of people that's like, great, that didn't work, super, let's try something else. So it always goes back to relationships and always goes back to knowing your audience. And I would say for all of you out there, please look to Charlene and I here. We're playing. We're playing with this tech. We're playing with doing this live. We haven't done it live before. (laughs) And it's our way of, you know, in our playground to figure this out while at the same time imparting the knowledge and advice and wisdom that we have from from what we're learning. But please feel free to share, comment, tell us what you're thinking, because we're all in this together. And like you said, just find the people that you trust and you feel comfortable with and to take that path. Yes. Well, from Two Minds today, we're here um, asking everyone to learn just a little bit more every day. So thanks, everyone. Thanks. Take care. Bye.